My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 147, a Hatha flow practice to balance the Vata dosha and improve digestion, mental clarity, and reduce anxiety, which are all represented by the Vata dosha. Vata is the air and ether element within all of us and within nature. And before we get into that, real excited to say Mindful New Year is now open for registration. You can go to mindfulnewyear.com and learn about this amazing course that I put together based on yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedic astrology to help you review 2020 and plan 2021 with the best insights from all of these disciplines and personal development and goal setting. I'm actually a certified life coach, if you didn't know that. And I've done a lot of studies in personal development, personal growth as well, and do my own annual review every year. It's been life-changing for me. So I've integrated that with everything to do with this very holistic perspective of yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedanta philosophy, Vedic astrology, all this stuff that I love. It comes together in this one course. So it's a two-hour workshop on Zoom. You can join at two different times, depending on your time zone, or you can just watch the recordings if you prefer. But you can check it out at mindfulnewyear.com. It's super fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's next weekend from this recording. It's when the first live event is. And I might even do another one in the future. If you think that I should do another time, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram or email. And I can certainly find another time to do this before the new year if there is interest in that. So today, if you have ever felt any sort of digestive issues, your stomach, I've had this for years. I was struggling with digestive issues. My vata dosha was way out of balance. So I was uh, living in Minnesota, that's where I grew up where if you know anything about Minnesota, it gets very, very cold there, the land of ice and snow, and it gets very cold in the winter, which is a very long period of the year. It's usually like five or six months of very cold weather. So just your environment has a huge effect on your body and how it responds to that environment. So if you're always in a cold environment, your body is going to adapt and take on more cold tendencies. Like increases like, as we learn in Ayurveda. So I was always around that. And then I really liked smoothies, ice cold smoothies. So now I was eating cold food in a cold climate. Of course, my vata dosha was way out of whack. And I didn't know this until years later, of course, my early 20s, when I started learning about Ayurveda. And somebody said, you know, I think your vata dosha is out of balance. And I was like, I don't really know what that is. So I'm going to look into it. And it turned out it just nailed all of the issues I was struggling with. I had infinite ideas, but I couldn't follow through on them. I had digestive issues all the time, stomach, just tension, difficulty digesting. Uh, I had anxiety, I had overwhelm, I had worry, uh, all these things. I had other issues too, of course, but a lot of them, most of them fell into the vata dosha category. And by working to balance the vata dosha, which means doing the opposite, so getting into a warm climate, I'm in Austin, Texas now. My, I instinctively knew in my early 20s I need to go to a warmer climate. I did not like all that cold, long winter time. So that helped a lot. And I used to have cold hands and feet all the time and even a cold stomach, and that's gone away. And it even went so far that I went to the other end of having too much kapha dosha for a while and too much pitta dosha for a while and ultimately learned that's about finding balance of all three doshas but we need to know each one quite well to really know what we're doing with that. So in today's practice, I'll guide you through ways to work with the vata dosha. 
In every yoga pose, there's ways you could increase vata or decrease vata. And as you go through your own practice and your own daily routines and habits, you can notice, you know, is this going to increase vata or decrease vata? Being in the fall season right now, even in Austin, Texas, it's very cold in the mornings, uh, but it gets hot in the day. But the vata is increased. So it's... uh, the change of during the uh, daylight savings time, that is an irregularity, so that throws off the routine. And you go into the colder weather with the drier weather, with the dry leaves falling off the trees. That's all vata dosha. So making sure you stay warm. If you live in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, drinking tea, staying warm, uh, eating warm grounding foods, staying warm in your home, wearing layers when you go outside, not exposing your skin to too much rough, dry air, if possible, if you're having the vata issues. Now, if you have the excess pitta and you're always running hot and you're getting burned out and rashes and inflammation, that's different. So the vata might feel so refreshing and cooling for you, right? So no matter what time of year it is, no matter where you live, everyone's going to have different needs and we want to be aware of the different gunas, the qualities of nature. And I would never say that one is better or worse than the other. But the skill is to be aware of them and choose how to engage with them. So as we go through today's practice, notice if something increases your vata and you feel more spacey, anxious, ungrounded, do less of that and vice versa. Typically, it's going to be more quick movements, fast breathing, a lot of change, a lot of irregularity, breaking up routines. That stuff is going to increase vata. But doing slow, repetitive motions or holding postures or going slow in postures, slow, deep breaths, more stillness, these things are going to decrease vata. And ideally, we have balance where we have access to those qualities of creativity and insight and ideas, which vata is so good about. But we don't have so much that we go overboard and we get... Uh, burned out or have too much of that, get anxious and worried and overwhelmed. And as you know, if you're a creative or you know creatives, right? There's people like you can just uh, like be creating all day and forget to eat. That's a very vata thing to do because you're tapped into the vata so much. You're just in ideas and in creativity that you forget about the kapha dosha, the earth, the ground, the eating, <laughs> the material things. So we want, ideally, Optimally, we want all three balanced quite well, harmoniously within us. So I hope this practice gives you a little more balance and insight into the nature of your own expression of Vata Dosha. Again, check out mindfulnewyear.com. I'd love to see you at the live workshop. You can watch the recording as well if you can't be there live. We've already got an amazing group joining us. It's mindfulnewyear.com. It's one of my favorite things to host, and uh, it's all online this year, so you can join us anywhere in the world. And it's going to be super fun. Mindfulnewyear.com to check that out. And thank you for listening and enjoy your practice. So we'll get started today in comfortable seated posture, Sukhasana. Easy pose. So you can be cross-legged or sitting up on a blanket or cushion if you want. And find some extension and length in your spine. Shoulders relaxed. And we'll start to take some centering breaths. And just notice if there's any tension in your body as you're starting. 
your shoulders or neck that could start to soften here. And so what I'd like to share over the next couple of weeks in this class, in the Hatha Flow class, is working with the doshas, these three energy qualities that make up our minds, our bodies, our thoughts from an Ayurvedic perspective. And this is really helpful to me to come back to what has stood the test of time. As Ayurvedic teachings have been around, stood the test of time for over 2,000 years and still work just as well as they did back then. So we'll focus on those qualities of the gunas, or the doshas rather. Dosha is like a predisposition that we all have. Uh, some of us tend to more the air element, the vata dosha, or the fire element, pitta dosha, or the earth element, kapha dosha. So each week, over the next couple of weeks, we'll focus on each of those elements or doshas and see how they manifest in our physical movements and our breathing, and then that, how that affects our minds and our bodies. Right? So there's so many things we can't control externally, and uh, there's only so many things we can control internally. And it's really where we choose to put our attention, how we choose to manage our energy. And I think it's important to start the day or, or start some point in our day, for at least like an hour in the day where we recenter and focus on getting into alignment with what feels true and right for us. So we'll work with those qualities today. And we'll start with the hands together at the heart, just symbolizing this balance of energies within us and bowing the mind to the heart. And if you have a specific intention for yourself, for your practice today, you could bring that to mind. Again, recentering and resetting to center for your, how you want to manage your energy throughout the rest of the day. And bowing to each other for taking this time to create this space to practice together and to these teachings which have been passed down from teachers for countless generations now. And then we'll lower the hands down and come over to hands and knees to child's pose. So you have knees apart, hips towards the heels, forehead towards the ground. And start to take some slower, deeper breaths here down to your lower belly. Oh, that's Sue Ellen. Good to see you here. I was wondering who that was. Welcome back. Okay, so this child's pose is going to increase the earth element, the kapha dosha. So with all of these energies, like increases like, and opposites bring balance. So if we have too much vata energy, we'll get spaced out, anxious, scattered, afraid, have poor digestion, bad sleep patterns, and we just might start to lose weight and unhealthily and uh, all sorts of other issues with anxiety, fear, coldness, digestive issues. So we'll work to balance the vata energy because when it's strong, we're creative, inspired, we have a quick mind, we're able to take action when we need to and move forward, and our minds are very creative and sharp. 
and we have more security and, and less insecurity. Right, so we start from this child's pose, which grounds in the more earth element. And then we'll start to come up to hands and knees and start to make any movements you like here and listening to your body. Now, this is the vata element. Vata likes to move. So anytime we're moving, just like the wind, it's irregular and moving. If you stand outside and you ever try to write outside with like a piece of paper, you know the wind has sort of these regular but also powerful movements. So moving in fluid, nonlinear ways to increase this vata energy. And then we'll come to a neutral spine and start to link the breath and movement as you exhale, rounding your back to cat pose. As you inhale, extend your spine to cow pose a few times with your breath. And then we'll come back to a neutral spine. And then we'll come all the way down to the elbows and do a similar kind of motion on the stomach. So again, anytime we're continuously moving, that's going to increase vata. So we can feel what that's like in the body. And from the sphinx pose on your elbows, we'll exhale to come up to a forearm plank and inhale to come down to sphinx pose. So again, moving with your breath, exhaling to come up. Inhaling to go down. Next time you come up to the forearm plank, we'll hold there and breathe. And this increases the pitta dosha, the fire element. When we hold and feel actual heat building in the body, maybe even burning in the muscles, lactic acid, that's pitta dosha, fire element. And then we'll lower back down to the Sphinx Pose and just hold there. Tops of feet down. You can have your elbows down or if you want to rest a little more, elbows out. Stack your hands and rest your head. So this is more Kapha Dosha, more earth element. When we hold a posture, especially when we're low to the ground, less effort. Like Yin Yoga is a lot more Kapha Dosha. Right, so all of our movements. All of our actions, our foods we eat, can be increasing or decreasing different doshas. And if we get out of balance in some way, it's usually an imbalance we can uh, quantify with the doshas. If it's anything like I said before, anxiety, worry, digestive issues, just stress in general, that's going to be more vata in excess. So this kapha poses help ground the vata. Then we'll come back to hands and knees and back to downward facing dog, easing into down dog. You bend one knee at a time. Again, more movement is more vata. Less movement is more kapha. So some days you might feel you need more vata if you felt kind of stuck and stagnant. More movement will help break that up. But if you felt overwhelmed and scattered, less movement will help ground you. Then we'll come back to just holding down dog and hold and breathe there. 
couple breaths, noticing the increase of pitta when we hold these active postures, the fire and the heat, which we need to some degree in the active yoga classes. Also the kapha dosha, the grounding of pressing into the ground. Now let's walk up to the front of the mat to a forward fold and let your knees bend and kind of hang out here. You can hold opposite elbows. You can massage the back of your neck, whatever you want to do here. Again, more kapha dosha, the sort of energy being pulled down towards the ground, more earth element. And with a bend in your knees, engage your core as you roll your spine up to stand, head comes up last in mountain pose. And you can have your arms beside you or hands together at your heart, whatever feels more natural for you. You can feel your toes lift and spread out, move your feet a little forward and back, finding your center. You know, hold in mountain pose, breathing here. It's like obviously grounding earth element pose, like a mountain. So we'll do a few rounds of sun salutations to uh, move the vata energy in the body, just to feel what it's like, so we can feel how we can manage it. As you inhale, reach your arms up overhead, and exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale, lift halfway up. And exhale, just forward fold here. Let's have sun salutations. Inhale to reach all the way up. Engage your core to bring you up. Arms overhead. And exhale, hands to heart. We'll do that one more time. Inhale to reach up. Exhale, forward fold. Uttanasana. Inhale, half lift, Ardha Uttanasana. Exhale, fold, Uttanasana. Inhale, reach all the way up, Urdhva Hastasana. And exhale, hands to heart, Tadasana, mountain pose. Right, and just pause and just notice maybe, especially when you raise your arms up, that increases the vata, a little bit of elevation of energy less heavy. Now we'll start to add on. Inhale to reach your arms up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, lower hands. Step your left knee back and down. Inhale, sweep your arms up like a Y. And exhale, lower your hands. Step forward, forward fold. Inhale, lift halfway up, extend your spine. And exhale, round your back, step your right knee back and down. Inhale, Anjaneyasana, arms rise. Exhale, step forward, Uttanasana, forward fold. Inhale, Ardha Uttanasana, strong back. And exhale, forward fold, Uttanasana. Inhale to reach all the way up, Urdhva Hastasana. And exhale, hands to heart, Tadasana Mountain. Just pause here, just noticing the increase of Vata 
a little more diffuse energy. Inhale to reach up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale, half lift. Exhale, step your left knee back and down, low lunge. Inhale, sweep your arms up. And we'll hold here in Anjaneyasana. If you have any knee sensitivity, you could put a blanket under your knee or some sort of padding there. But anytime we have the arms up, that's going to increase Vata Dosha. The air element. And then we'll lower the hands down, step forward to a forward fold, Uttanasana, and we'll just switch right to the other side. Right knee down, arms sweep up like a Y. Now, if your shoulders are sensitive, you could bend your elbows here. Or if you just have too much vata already, you want to ground it already, bring your hands to your waist. That's going to decrease the vata and increase the kapha, the earth element. And then we'll all lower the hands down and step back to a plank pose, high push-up position. We'll hold and breathe here. Again, increasing the pitta and kapha dosha, the fire and earth elements. If you have any wrist issues, you could be on your forearms. And we'll even, if you want a little more, raise your left leg, more internal heat, more vata as well, because there's more instability. And you could even add your right arm raising, so opposite arm and leg. You have to lean a little bit to do that. And we'll switch to the other side. Right leg lifts. Stay there. Maybe raise your left arm. Lean a little bit to your right. And then we'll come all the way down to the stomach. All right? Maybe you could feel the increase of vata when you're less stable. And from here, we'll come into a low cobra. Hands just under your shoulders and even floating off the ground if you want. Lifting your heart. Bhujangasana Cobra. And as we hold still with the belly on the ground, Kapha increases earth element. And then we'll come back to downward facing dog. Lift your right leg straight back and open your hip with a bend in your knee, moving your heel towards your tail. You could stay there or lower your left elbow down, more grounding if you want. If your elbow's down, come back up. We'll step the right foot all the way up to a high crescent lunge. Back knee is lifted, all the joints pointing squared ahead. Toes, knees, and hips, and arms can be up like a Y again. So now, uh, you know, more options of listening to your body. Do you want more of the Vata energy, arms up, or a little less, elbows bent, or more grounding, hands on your waist? And from here, come into Warrior Two. Turn your back heel down. Arms can extend out like a T. It's going to increase the Pitta, the heat in the body. Or you could just have your hands on your waist here, if you want.
Anytime you close your eyes, that can increase the vata as well. Vata is also ether element, not just air, but ether as well. Space. Now we'll turn the palms up, reverse warrior, reaching back. So we're building some heat here by holding longer. Then come into the side angle pose, right forearm to thigh, and make circles and movements of your shoulder in all directions. As always, we're addressing the whole body, all the joints and muscles. And then wrap your left arm around your back, palm faces away, half bind, or, or go into a full bind, right shoulder down inside of your knee to wrap your hands, wrap your arms and clasp your hands. Bound side angle pose. Then we'll release all that back to plank. High push-up position. Little shoulder strengthening again. And you can stay here or raise your left leg, maybe your right arm, and balance. And then switch to the other side. Right leg, maybe left arm. And then lower all the way down to your stomach. For cobra or locust pose, just something to lift your heart. And then all the way back to down dog. Reach your left leg up and back, opening the hip on this side. And again, you can lower your right elbow down if you want a little more. If your elbows down, back up to step your left foot all the way up to a high crescent lunge on this side. Arms up like a Y will increase the vata. Elbows bent a little less. And hands on your waist will decrease the vata. And then we'll come into the warrior two. Arms extend out like a T. And again, you can have hands on waist here if you want. You could focus your gaze over the front fingertips. That increases pitta, it's sharp, pointed, focused. Or you could close your eyes, increase more of the vata dosha. More spacious, more diffuse. Now we'll all turn the palms up, reverse warrior, reach back. And forearm to thigh, side angle pose. And you can make circles and movements of your top arm in all directions. Moving the synovial fluid in your shoulder joint. Then wrap your arm around your back, palm faces away, and stay there or move into a bind with your left shoulder inside your knee to reach back and clasp your hands. Now we'll slowly release back down to the plank pose, high push-up position.
from shoulder mobility to stability. And again, you could raise your left leg, maybe your right arm if you want more challenge here. Could always skip that too. And then we'll switch to right leg, left arm. So now come all the way down to the stomach for any sort of back bend. It could be cobra, locust, whatever you want to do here. And release back to down dog or child's pose to hold a few breaths. Child's pose will increase the kapha dosha and decrease the vata dosha, makes their opposites. Or you could hold down dog that will increase the pitta dosha, which is uh, in a way, some ways are opposite from the vata as well. So it can also bring balance. And we'll all come to hands and knees. And again, just make any movements that you like in your spine, hips and shoulders becoming a little more mobile. It's one of the qualities of vata changing, moving, and back to a neutral spine to extend your right leg straight back and your left arm straight out. So anytime we're balancing, that's gonna increase vata as well. So we can feel what that's like in the body where there's always movement. There's not really one place you can hold still. There's always a little bit of wobble. And then we can add on to that if you want by grabbing your foot with your left arm into more of a bow pose kind of shape. Optional. And then we'll just let that go. And here, turn out into a version of side plank. So your left knee's down, your right leg's behind you, your right arm lifts. Now you can lift your right leg here you could bend your right knee and grab your foot. Again, sort of like a bow pose. Now we'll let all that go into a back bend. Let your foot land behind you and extend your spine, lift your hips. Let your head hang down. And we'll come back to hands and knees. And again, just make any movements you like, noticing that movement of energy through your body, sort of increase of vata dosha, cool, changing, moving. And then we'll go to the other side. So your left leg reaches back, right arm reaches forward, and hold and breathe there. It can help to focus your eyes on a single spot. More challenging would be closing your eyes. And stay there or grab your foot right from there, bending your knee to grab the foot with your right hand. And sort of like bow pose, extending your spine. And then we'll let that go and come into that version of uh, side plank. You let your right knee stay down, left arm lifts, and left leg lifts. And you can stay there or bend your left knee to grab your foot. 
Good. And, and we'll let the left foot land to the floor behind you into a back bend, sort of pushing into the ground, lifting through the spine. And back to hands and knees. Just feeling that movement of energy through your body. Maybe it's really subtle. Maybe it's very obvious to you. Just feeling whatever you notice there. Then we'll step up to the front of the mat to a forward fold. Knees bending. And feel the weight in your feet. An engagement of your core as you roll all the way up to stand for some standing balancing. So we'll bring the hands through the waist and kind of lean a little left to right to find your center. Shift your weight and your center to your left to turn your right toes out, your right knee out for tree pose. You can go to your ankle, calf, or thigh. Hands can stay at your waist, your heart, or up like a Y. And a couple of breaths here. Now slowly lower back down, feeling both feet on the ground again, from that vata imbalance to kapha, grounding and centered. And again to the other side, now left toes turn out, ankle, calf, or thigh. Hands at the waist, heart, or overhead. If you feel a little wobbly, find a spot to focus your eyes. But if you feel really stable, you could even close your eyes. And you'll feel even more of that vata increase. Very nice. And slowly lower back down to the ground. Again, find your center and both feet at the front of your mat. Both feet really stable, grounded. And we'll step the left foot back into a lunge. Arms reach back like locust pose, lift your heart and lean forward to lift your back leg. In warrior three, find your balance. Here, your hands could be a locust or hands at your heart or arms reach forward. And back to standing. Same leg, same side you'll work with. You have your left knee bend to grab your foot. So it's important here that you either grab outside the foot with the hand, or you externally rotate your arm, your whole arm, and grab inside the foot. You just don't want to internally rotate your arm to grab inside the foot. So we'll come into a dancer pose here, extending the spine, sort of like bow pose. Our right arm can reach forward. Now hold and breathe there. So again, finding your balance. Very nice, everybody. We'll lower back down to the lunge to warrior two. Now your left hand on your left hip, right hand to your right corner or a block for half moon pose. 
And Sue, open your left lung towards the ceiling and let your shoulder follow it. There we go. Nice. It's okay if you need to lean into a block at first, too. Now slowly come back down to warrior two. Straighten the front knee and reach your left arm up, forward, and down to the floor or a block for a revolved triangle pose. Right hand on your low back to rotate. Right arm can reach up. But again, you want to lead with your ribs. That's where the most rotation is, not from your shoulder. Very nice, everybody. And we'll slowly come back to just warrior two for a moment. And back to a high crescent lunge, pivoting your hips. And step up to the front of the mat. We'll repeat the sequence on the other side. So you start by starting to shift weight into your left foot and step your right foot back into a high lunge. Arms reach back like locust pose, strong back, shoulder blades retract, hinge forward and lift. Eventually to parallel to the floor for warrior three, arms can be back, or hands at your heart, or arms overhead. Yeah, just go slow, Ron, no rush. And then we'll all come back to standing at the front of the mat. And same thing for a dancer pose here. Either you can grab outside your foot just straight down, or externally rotate your whole arm to grab inside the foot. So your palm faces out. And to dancer pose, not to rajasana. Steady gaze. Easy breathing. You can use a wall for support if you need to. All slowly release back to lunge to warrior two. Right hand on your right hip and left hand to your left corner or a block. So you can lean into the block to help you raise the back leg. Very nice, everybody. Slowly lower back down to warrior two. And straighten your front knee. Reach your right arm up, forward as you hinge at the waist, and down to the floor or a block. Left hand on your low back to rotate your ribs up to the ceiling, and your left arm follows. Revolved triangle.
Jane, you could open your left ribs a little more towards the ceiling. There we go. Nice. Think like uh, locust pose in your spine, long spine. And then we'll lower that down and step forward to forward fold the front of your mats. Knees can bend. You can hang out here. You can hold on to elbows. So move your neck around if you want. And with a bend in your knees, engage your core to rise up to standing. Head comes up last. We'll inhale to reach the arms up overhead. And catch your left wrist into a side bend to your right. If you want a little more here, you could cross your left leg, left knee behind your right knee. It's a different angle. And then we'll come up to the other side, same thing. Side bend to your left. You could cross your right leg behind your left leg. So again, Vata energy is spacious, expansive. All those balancing postures increase Vata. Then we'll come back to the center and lower the arms down. And anytime we lower the arms, that's going to decrease Vata. Let's bring the hands to the waist and step out to your right into a wide stance. Hinge at your waist. So lower down hands to the floor or blocks. And any version of wide-legged forward fold, bringing the head now below the heart. And this is where we shift our practice now to work on really uh, decreasing vata. So we did a lot to increase vata. Now we'll do a lot to decrease vata. Being upside down is one way, having your head below your heart. If you wanna make little movements here, you can. If you wanna stay still, you can. If you wanna do any other variation, do what feels right for your body. But mainly notice that quality of sinking down that starts to happen here, the gravity, the earth element starting to increase. And then we'll bring the hands back under the shoulders and start to heel toe your feet in a step or two into a horse stance with your hands on your thighs to turn your shoulder to your opposite knee, turning a little left to right. No rush. And we'll come back to center to heel toe your feet in another step or two down to Malasana, low squat. Heels down if you can, or heels can be lifted. Hands together at your heart. Hold and breathe here. More earth elements, more grounding as we come down. And then we'll shift the weight into the hands for Bakasana, crow. You can turn towards the front of the mat if you want. Hands down about shoulder width apart. And you can start with feet together, knees on triceps. So maybe just shift your weight a little bit to your hands. Feel the earth increase, earth element increase. Maybe bring your heels towards your tail and balance in Bakasana. Do what feels right for your body today. One of the nice things about Zoom is 
Nobody can see you. You can do anything you want. So there's no peer pressure. And then we'll all just start to release down to the tail and bring your feet together, knees apart in bound angle pose. All right, so that was a very pitta pose, very active, engaged fire element, but now starting to cool off more earth element. You could round your back here, you can let your head hang out. And all of these, almost all of these last postures will be all focused on more kapha, earth element, to decrease the vata dosha. And so there's always this relationship. If we're too far in one direction, we can bring balance by going in the opposite direction. And we'll all start to sit up and keep your left leg as it is, but extend your right leg straight out. Janusyasana, long spine, folding over the leg for head to knee pose. If this is a little tight, you could bend your knee. You could, if you feel more open here, you could grab your foot. If you're really open, you could grab a block past your foot. With these deeper flexibility poses, we want to stay about 60 to 80% of our edge, not 100%. Letting your breath slow down. And then we'll slowly start to sit back up and go to the other side. Same thing. Janashasana, head to knee pose. Main qualities of vata are cold, moving, rough, irregular. So anytime we have those qualities in our life in any way, they will increase the vata dosha. Our foods can be cold and rough. Dry is another quality. It's going to increase vata. If we have too much of it, then we get dry skin. We get the nervous system gets cold or the freeze response. Digestion gets cold, we have weakened digestion and immune system. So we bring balance by doing warm and grounding things. Anything warm and grounding. And we'll start to sit back up. Have both legs extend out to lean back onto your hands and lift your heart, extending your spine. And you could stay there or go all the way to your reverse plank, lifting your hips, pointing your toes. And we'll just lower back down. We'll come to any version of pigeon pose, which could be on your back, figure four shape, or standard pigeon, the right knee towards the right side of your mat. 
You could do any variation of this. Right? You might sort of walk your arms out to the right to get into a different angle of your hip flexors. You might just lower your hands down, elbows out. Or more active, you can do the more active one that you like to do. So listen to your body, do what feels right for you. Couple more breaths here. And when you're ready, you'll start to transition to the other side. Letting your movements be less rough, more smooth. One of the qualities, again, of vata, which can lead to overwhelm, is constant change and constant information and stimulation. In general, most of the Western world is vata excess, all the social media and news and constant inputs that we all have, email, everything. So that's all vata. So we can decrease that just by having moments of silence and solitude. And we'll have more of those in these last several minutes of our practice. So I'll just be quiet here for the next several breaths as you hold in the pose. Ready, start to sit back up. And we'll come into a comfortable seated posture again, Sukhasana, easy pose. And here, move your shoulders in circles in both directions, moving our attention off the hips more into the shoulders now. And from here, we'll raise the arms up overhead, feeling that increase of the vata dosha. Just for a moment, holding there, letting your shoulders become a little less heavy. The sort of Y shape makes it easier for the all the muscles of the shoulder to just hold there. Versus if we had the hands together. 
So arms are like a Y. Just noticing that sort of increase of vata, the drainage of your lymphatic system. Sort of cool sensation in the arms. Now we'll bring in more of the earth grounding by wrapping the arms. So right arm under left. So all opposite shoulders or wrap your arms like eagle pose. And let your hands lean to the left and your head to the right. And you can move your neck around here any way that feels good for you. Jaw relaxed. Now slowly let all that release. Again, arms overhead, feeling that momentary increase of vata dosha when you raise your arms up. And then that decrease of vata when you cross your arms, left elbow underneath. Wrap your arms if that works on this side. And then hands to the right, head to the left. Anytime we do this sort of wrapping, squeezing, twisting kind of motions, it's going to increase the kapha earth element. And then we'll slowly release one more time. Arms reach up overhead. And bring your hands together at your heart in namaskar, prayer, anjali mudra. Bowing the mind to the heart, remembering your intention for your practice, recentering. And we'll bring the hands to the knees. Uh, palms up will be more vata energizing, or palms down, more grounding. And we'll have a few slow, deep breaths here down to the lower belly. When you inhale, belly expands. When you exhale, belly draws in. By default, the mind is more vata, changing fluctuations of the mind, chitta vritti. And the goal of yoga is yoga is chitta vritti narodaha, to quiet the mind. And listen to the still quiet voice within you that's always observing your mind, observing your body, observing the world, and choosing how to respond. If you want to stay in meditation, you can stay there. I'll guide us through last little twists and then Shavasana. So if you want to come down, you can come down. And if you just want to mute this and do your meditation, you can do that as well. I'm just going to have us come down to the back for last little twists. Knees in, rocking side to side. And let your knees fall to your right. You can get more into the IT band if you want by straightening your left leg out here. 
into this twist. And we'll slowly come over to the other side, simple twist. Cross the legs, or you could extend your right leg out if you want to get in the IT band on this side. And we'll come back to center for Shavasana, final resting pose. Legs externally rotate, arms externally rotate, shoulders down the back. Make any last adjustments you need to feel comfortable. Those of you sitting in meditation, if you need a cushion or a blanket under your tail, you can do that. And for decreasing vata, when we feel anxious, scattered, worried, overwhelmed, frozen, it helps to have a longer time to rest, longer shavasana. If you're a more vata type person, getting more sleep can be really beneficial. So we'll have the next few minutes to just be in stillness and observe the mind, observe the fluctuations of the mind, from that still, quiet, observing awareness within you, your true self. And if you get lost in the thoughts, just come back to noticing the thoughts, and that is the practice.
If you want to stay longer where you are, you can, but when you're ready, start to transition. So we're all back in the Sukhasana, easy pose. And we'll close our practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste. Namaste.